Hello and welcome to Culture Dumps. It's I, Ryan Lichten. We're welcoming back Eric D. from Meth Syndicate. How hey, are you today? What's up, Ryan? How you doing, brother? Yeah, doing very good. Yeah. Uh, you're here today for a specific reason. That is that you kind of fit into this topic in a way. Yes. Uh, you, you know, own an apparel brand that prides itself on the funny content of the designs. I make silly t-shirts. You make silly t-shirts. <laughs> and we're here to talk about some of the silliest t-shirts possibly of them all, but not like silly as in like, that's a good joke, but like, these are fucking silly. They're pretty bad, Yeah, <laughs> but they are the blueprint. <laughs> yes. Or the paw print. What was some, oh some shit. They say. don't even know what we're talking about yet. Exactly. <laughs> so this would be a good time for me to tell you today. It's a double dump. You get a two for today, uh, you know, twice the dump and we're doing big dogs versus big Johnson. These are both t-shirt brands kind of prominent in the same era. Same demographic, I would say. But different ratings, though. Di yeah, different one ratings. One was PG-13, one was uh, one maybe R. One strictly R, R. yeah. yeah. Sure. Like, like, yeah, e exactly. Um, and, you know, the whole reason why I wanted to talk about these, A, one was a suggestion, uh, so I wanted to, you know, shout out to my buddy Wes Grobe out there, uh, you know, in, in New England for suggesting Big Johnson. New that, England, represent, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I thought you might enjoy that. But uh, I do. <laughs> he... he, he sent me this message like when we first started culture dumps and he's like are these a culture dump and i was like i don't really remember seeing these big johnson t-shirts but ne like then all of a sudden like you know the universe does that thing where it's just popping up all over the place I, you I, sent me some i think yeah well no it. i i remember them clearly and we just had a conversation about how you're about five years younger than me so i think i might have been right in the pocket for that yeah. Big Johnson stuff because I was in New Hampshire, uh, Hampton Beach, New Hampshire, uh, about three weeks ago, and I was just walking through the shops, like uh, taking photos of all the racist T-shirts they had. <laughs> but in the midst of all the racist, like, go home, Home Depot parody T-shirts, right. uh, there was a Big Johnson shirt, and I was like, holy fucking throwback, and I posted it in my stories, and you hit me up, and you're like, oh, by the way. Yeah. The, Here we it, go. This, yeah, this is a thing. So yeah. why are these two brands a dump and why does it come together as one dump? Well, these are examples of things that have entered the collective consciousness seemingly out of nowhere. Big Johnson t-shirts are still sold all over the country, but no one really knows where they came from or who even buys them. And like most dumps, there's a lot more to the story. And Big Dogs is a brand that is instantly recognizable for a whole generation of people, but disappeared without anyone even realizing it wasn't around anymore. It's kind of an example of like a dump hiding in plain sight. Oh, absolutely. Is the whole deal with those. So real quick, let's talk about t-shirt culture of the 1990s. So nowadays, there are big brands and labels that create original designs for t-shirts, some of which sell for shitloads of money. We consider those brands to be streetwear, quote Oof. unquote. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oof. But there used to be t-shirt companies that were equally as well known that stood on their own in mainstream America, and you didn't need to be part of a subculture to be exposed to them, and they were everywhere. So with your brand, Meth Syndicate, I mean, it's all over the internet, you know, which yeah. is the the mall of the universe. The you know what I mean? The, yeah, I like that. Not even the mall of America. The no, mall, of the, mall the of the universe. The, the, the internet, you know, and a lot of your designs are, are, are really recognizable. We know this because you've been ripped off, you know, and, and we'll talk so about many that. times. Yeah, yes. and, and we'll talk about this, uh, we, you know, with some of these brands as well. And I mean, why why is it that these brands like kind of just disappeared, do you think? Because they were so big. Big Dogs was everywhere. 100% the internet. 
like the accessibility of like anyone's creative mind, like you you know, say not necessarily, but like a big dog or big Johnson's competing with the new meth syndicate. So, or whatever. So the late nineties happened, the digital age happened. I think that honestly they started having competition because my, I'm 36 years old, man. My goal was to have a brick and mortar store someday. Right. And it just doesn't make sense anymore because on top of just selling online, I'll just be selling fucking like, You'll have I, I to sell a bunch of other shit. Yeah, just to like keep it just over to it. pay rent. You know what I mean? But back then they did wholesale. Like I remember seeing Big Johnson and Big Dogs in like wholesale like novelty stores in the mall. But right. they were so niche though. You know what I mean? Right. And those stores that carried them aren't even around anymore. Like Miller's Outpost. You know sure. what I mean? I, and, I, and I, like I used that. to go to a, a spot called Specialties. <laughs> that sold them, but it would be like Cannibal Corpse shirts, and then like Big Johnson, and then like Coed Naked. Yeah, Coed Naked is a, is another yeah. one. And I, you know, there was a lot of brands that I could have thrown into this, but I figure the the two ones with Big in the name just works better. But you know, No Fear, and yeah, Coed Naked, all that shit, and, and tons of stuff like that. But we're gonna focus on these two, you know, and the the two different brands. You know, they could have each been their own dump, but because they were both so prominent at the same time, and both have Big in the title, we're gonna smash them together. Love it. Yeah, so Big Dogs was the family-friendly answer to parody shirts with an endless arsenal of pun-based dog shirts featuring the legendary St. Bernard logo. Then there's Big Johnson, the just-for-the-bros-or-dads answer to Big Dogs with an equally endless arsenal of dick jokes. So basically, as a kid, you wear Big Dogs. Then you get older, you get into Big Johnson. <laughs> then once you're too old for Big you know, Big Johnson, Big Dick Jokes and Titties on your shirt, you go back to the Big Dogs. Thus is the circle of life. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and- I can't <laughs> I'm in my 30s. I can't wear this aggressive shirt. Yeah, I gotta so, go back. You know, bust out the blow the dust off the big dog shirts. And the thing with big dogs is like you could buy a big dog shirt when you're a kid and it'll probably still fit you when you're like 40. <laughs> like, I, dude, all, all the t-shirts I bought when I was 13 fit me now because I'm fat now. <laughs> and XL shirts were cool in the 90s. Right. Yeah. yeah. It was this planning. The, the whole early 2000s shit, though, like all those shirts are fucking toast, though. Like, yeah. I'm never getting into medium again. Well, And like the sleeve cut on these t-shirts like go down past your elbow like that's like a necessity yeah 100 percent frumpier situation yes thank yes. god so also a, a heads up there's not really too big of like a societal implication in this episode but both of these brands have been suggested to us several times like i said my buddy west suggested big johnson shirts big dogs has been sent to us a bunch of times so you know and it's again i had no recollection of big johnson's but sure enough i'm seeing them being posted and it's like a big cosmic dick joke that it's all coming together now uh, cosmic dick joke is playing tomorrow by the way oh fantastic yeah if you, if you want to go i got tickets can you get me backstage yeah uh <laughs> well it depends on how big the johnson is <laughs> so who let the big dogs out we're going to start with big dogs here big dogs was created by the owners of the camping and lifestyle brand sierra west richard kelty and rick scott the two dicks uh in the early 1980s after one of their designers gib man all these names dude richard kelty rick scott gib man big dogs the pussification of america yeah, dude just, yeah damn it, it, everyone's like oh my name's fucking marlboro yeah. fucking whatever <laughs> yeah <laughs> marlboro remington i met a remington the other no day no way like, yeah. you really did i swear to god yeah only all- only ryan so i'm a guest on the show but i love ryan in real life and <laughs> only ryan would meet someone named remington i swear to god yeah he was a young man uh and i, <laughs> and, and I got a little creepy on him because i was like he was dressed really well too he had this cool name he's like a handsome guy pronounced jawline i was like you probably get laid a lot and he's just like looking at me like what like i just met you like what what is this reaction i fucking but, hate my mom for for naming me eric i'm like yeah, i'm a bitch. ryan dude have you ever met an old ryan <laughs> no. like it doesn't exist <laughs> oh 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 Old Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, auto charts. So 
you know, in the 1980s, these guys create this brand, Sierra West. It's a camping and lifestyle brand. And apparently, this designer, Gib Mann, he came back from a river rafting trip and was started throwing around some new phrase. Upon his return from his trip, Mann was calling everything puppies. And when he saw this line of activewear shorts Sierra West was producing, he proclaimed, these are some big puppies. But there's another version of the story that where he says, these puppies are big. So it's it's one of the two. Okay. But either way, that was the eureka moment, and the team began looking up pictures of dogs to make, like, big puppies. That becomes big dogs. And, yeah. It's like a fucking oxymoron. Like a dude that, like, like yeah. one reasonable these person. Big. One reasonable One re- reasonable person stepped up and was like, hey, man, like, I like the gist of your... Are we good? <laughs> I like the gist of your uh, brand going on here, but, like... Why don't we just say dogs, man? Like it's like yeah. calling your brand big babies. Yeah, big babies. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I gotta stop at big babies and get some boxers. <laughs> not cool. Not gonna make me feel like an alpha. To be yeah, honest. no, it, it, it's it's definitely not. Yeah, so big dogs, way cooler. Yeah. Uh, so they settled on their breed of choice. They began tracing out the outlines for the designs, and big dogs was born. Now, originally, the big dogs line included T-shirts and stuffed animals, but after a client fashioned a pair of shorts out of a screen-printed big dogs banner, the company began producing their own shorts that they called rad dogs oh fuck very sick yeah if, if anyone you know when you subscribe to our patreon folks rad dogs are the kind of things that we spend the money on <laughs> just, <laughs> just so you know uh with a full line of products in tow it seemed that the company had a bright future that was until the biggest retailer of sierra west products eddie bauer moved production overseas in sierra west along with big dogs declared bankruptcy and it was at this time that the two big dogs of business, Andrew Feshback and Fred Kane, swept in and bought the brand in 1992 for $10 million. Fucking really? In 92? $10 million big in 1992 wow. is a lot of fucking money. And the company hadn't even taken off yet. Yeah, because you know I, I mean? remember that shit from like 1995 or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It's about to wow. get big. but Because this, this is right when celebrities started hopping on the dog train. Got it. And you could see the brand on stars like David Coulier and Arnold Schwarzenegger. There's a picture of Arnold Schwarzenegger um, slow dancing with Sylvester Stallone. And Arnold's wearing like a big dog's Hawaiian shirt. I um, love the big puppies. Yeah, yeah. big pu- <laughs> These puppies are big. It had to be to fit those guys. Uh, Will Smith also wore them. And this style has been described <laughs> by journalists as the rapid cat. Casualization of the workplace and lifestyle. The what? Rapid casualization. Like, like all of a sudden, big dogs like became gra- like, like gra- businessmen and rich people started wearing big dogs. And they're like, oh, like they're casualizing the lifestyle of being successful. I don't know. It's a fucking weird. Like, thing. like a like a big dogs. Like you're an ego. Like a. Flexing, type yeah, or, of thing? or like no, like you're taking it easy because you're wearing big dogs. Oh, like if you got man. big dogs on, like you must be pretty chill. Yeah, like, right. Like, kind of the oh, implication. You don't give a shit. Like yeah, yeah. no yeah, Armani over here. Big dogs don't give a shit. No, they don't need b- to. Big dogs don't shop at Louis Vuitton. No, they shop at big dogs. They shop at fucking big dogs. Exactly. I love that. So this is when the company exploded and big dogs began opening standalone stores. And what started as five stores quickly grew to 134 stores Shut by up. 1997. Standalone big dog stores. Yeah. Whoa. You know, did you ever go into one? No, they would just sold it like they'd other have like stores. candles that were scented like l- l- fucking dog bones, and then like they'd have like big, big fucking boxers, and like I wasted my youth. Yeah, yeah, I know. You were like going to uh, legendary concerts and stuff. You could have been going to big dogs. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're like checking it out like yeah. all these bands that I were know. like you know formative to your youth when you could have been going to big dogs. Should have done what Arnold did. Yeah. So bringing in millions of dollars of profits, the brand expanded their product. 
to all manners of apparel and tchotchkes. The main strategy was opening the stores in outlet malls, which gained popularity in the mid-90s. With an average of 90 new designs being released a year, it seemed that big dogs were unstoppable. Now, by 2000, they had made uh, about $115 million in profits. Holy shit. For big dogs. Big dog. I'm sorry if I'm going off script, but I'm hearing this all for the first time. No, yeah, uh, no, yeah. Whoa, that's, that's, why that's you're like here. crazy, man. It's fucking crazy. 115 million dollars for big that, dogs. That's clothes. that before the internet money. Yes, and it, yeah, this like, is even records, record going. sales, fucking physical like uh, media sales, like T-shirt sales, like that's that pre-internet money. Yeah. Now there's favorite famous bands out there that are like, oh, I live in a, a studio apartment in New York and I, teach. And, and I sold 3 million albums. Like, yeah, exactly. Wow, you could make that much. That's why all old people are fucking trying to keep us down now because yeah. they've made all that money and they're like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, exactly. It'll never be that. It'll never be that way. No again. way. And this rise in this particular kind of fashion is, is known nowadays as the rise of the D shirt or douchebag shirts. <laughs> Um, I feel I'm, like that's Met Syndicate. <laughs> you're the you're the new face. I'm the new D shirt, dude. You're the Eric D shirt. Yo, thank yeah, you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, so other companies followed suit, like Big Johnson and Coed Naked. And as of two, 2017, there was three thousand designs in the brand's archives. Uh, malls and department stores began, you know, to regain their popularity as we entered the 2000s. And Big Dog started beginning to feel this the strain of irrelevancy. It wasn't, you know, as the 2000s crept in, it wasn't as big of a thing anymore. I think it's because that's when streetwear became more acceptable. I, I think they probably exploited every single thing they could. Like, Big Dog video game, Big Dog volleyball, Big Dog basketball, Big Dog... Big Dog like every, every 3, movie that came 3,000 t-shirts, like, like, you must be like big dog babysitting. Like they have that. Leave the kids at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, leave the puppies at home. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like everything must be exploited. Exactly. It, it's fucking crazy. And and like again, any movie that came out, like when Star Wars Episode One came out, it was like a big dog Darth Vader, and it's like Sith happens. Like shit like, <laughs> like that. Like it, it was just all this. But also the thing is, it's like was it for kids? Was it for adults? Like it definitely wasn't for women. Like we know that big dogs is not like a female brand. It was for like twelve year old kids that got their first pube, but also thirty. <laughs> 36 year old dudes Boink. that were like oh, i'm still a man like yeah. i got this well a lot of the big dog shirts have like shirts that say like control freak and it'll be like the big dog with like a tv <laughs> remote sounds like my mouth. fiance yeah, it's like, it's like, i'm the con i'm in control here and it's like a big dog like on a couch with a tv remote oh come like, on it's, it's like shit like that so despite the change in trends big dogs pushed forward and at their peak there was 231 big dog stores the last of which closed just in 2009 so, so four four stores a state essentially pretty much yeah i or mean five and so if you really can't like look at it realistically like in california there was probably a couple dozen big dog stores wow. <laughs> like it's fucking i yeah. hate the future it's insane <laughs> yeah i know we don't even have one now if so th this it didn't do anything to stop them in 2009 big dogs found a new backyard to shit in in the form of the internet and a crack team of big dogs designers headed up by steve dawson continued to make designs that coincided with the popular trends and current events dawson has been quoted saying i like to think big dogs has been doing memes before memes were invented which is basically what all t-shirts have been doing yeah. like like big dogs didn't create jokes on a t-shirt yeah like when people see my shirts they're like oh man 
so innovative. I'm like, have you seen the if you seen the police Warner Brothers shirt? And I'm yeah. like, that's all I do. Yeah, it, it's all. Have you have you seen Big Dogs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll make a slogan and slap a logo on that bitch, dude. Fuck it, Big it, Dogs. That's it. But you know, this was new to this guy, and that's the thing with Big Dogs. It's like these shirts really speak to a kind of person that don't have too much to offer personality wise, so it works itself out in the Big Dog shirts that they wear. It's the modern day Teespring like Facebook shirt, like. Yes, I'm a I'm a plumber. This forklift operator doesn't take any shit and loves his daughters. Thank yeah. you. Exactly right. Yeah, which you're. Yeah. Also, you got to follow Eric's other page, Facebook shirts, uh, if you want to see the endless supply of these bullshit <laughs> it's shirts disgusting. that are disgusting. So, Big Dogs, they also gained a life outside of their own company's control, and soon parodies of their parody shirts are being made. Like one that really upset the company, where it's the Big Dog pointing and it says, "Listen here, bud, America deserved 9/11." What? And, and like everyone thought that that was. A real big dog shirt, <laughs> but, it, but it's great. Like it had been spread Whoa. so thin over the, the internet. internet. Can just do that. Yeah. So like big dogs, they're thinking like, oh wait, we gotta get this taken down. It's like you're never gonna get that taken down, and it's kind of fucking hilarious. Holy shit. Uh, so just like memes, like I said, big dogs took a questionable turn in content as the years went on. Without the guidance of the original big dogs, Kelty and Scott, the reins of the dog were in the hands of creators who felt the best way to stay relevant was to jump on the bandwagon of drunk, angry white guys fed up with the current state of government and American values as a whole and we start seeing what the company describes as apolitical designs that definitely cater to a specific crowd of very political people now while the man in charge of the design Steve Dawson says that they just try and remain relevant and aren't trying to offend anyone outright original founder Richard Kelty disagrees and said that he's amazed at the acceptance of tacky stuff <laughs> but it's like you created big dogs and yeah. you're like okay if you're amazing the guy who created big dogs with how tacky your shit is you must really be fucking tacky for sure like that if you if the pot isn't calling the kettle black so uh, on, on this one so what started as film parodies and catchphrases quickly became nods to right-wing notions and abrasive slogans uh like one of the more abrasive ones is i'd unplug your life support to charge my phone and it's like a what? big dog with his arm that's not crossed. even political that's just fucked no, up but when 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 the whole thing with trump like about how he had small hands became a thing yeah, they yeah, made yeah. one where it's like a big dog putting his paws in like in front out and it says uh do these paws look small and oh, it's like man. yeah just like just direct nods to shit um and it, it's also weird because they started using a lot of like sexual stuff to like they started getting more and more they racy. got desperate because the kids that were wearing big dogs are now angry adults still wanting to wear big dogs so like one of them says uh i'm trying to give up sexual innuendos but it's hard so hard oh <laughs> like, shit dude yeah there's one that says like yeah i like fitness fitness whole burger in my mouth mm -hmm. like that which is like that's like classic because i'm a big dog yeah like another classic big dog one is like i'm in the butt kicking business and business is good um and then one says alternative fact i've only had one beer oh you know? my god so they, like, they were starting to go towards like you know catering to this thing and if you look it up like there's a lot of articles where people really tried to make big johnson and like big dogs and no fear that's like this like just white man chic, you know, is, yeah, is what totally. they call it. And like, they really tried to like put it in this box of like, this is pretty much just for like Republican dudes, which I'm sure it's very popular amongst them. It's not just for them, but yeah. that's who tends to go for this. It's and, like a uh, Christian core bands targeting the Midwest. Yes. It's like, they know they're going to get the sales. It's the bread and butter. So the integrity is fucking gone. Right. And they're just like, uh, my brand is 30 years old now. Like, let's just see what we can yeah. fucking still alternative pull fact. 
I've only had one beer. <laughs> you know, psych. Yeah, <laughs> my wife. <laughs> yes, it, these are my wife shirts, but Big yeah. Dogs. So now in 2020, in the wake of the COVID 19 pandemic, Big Dogs rebranded as a positivity fueled brand. Shut Encur- up, really? Yeah, dude. <laughs> Encouraging social distancing, hydration, and good vibes. And this seems to be a complete 180 from what the brand had become just years prior. And this change of heart was due to Hayden Slater, who became co-owner of the company in 2019. Slater is also the co-founder of Pressed Juicery. What the fuck? Yeah. So, <laughs> so like, literally the opposite of a Big Dog's t-shirt, like, making Trump what, references. What Coke party did that happen at? Like, someone was like, I'm I, gonna got buy this, Big Dogs. I got this property. For, it's like, like a bet. That's what hippie, rich hippies bet on. They bet on, like, I don't know how, what else to do with my money. Yeah, like, I could, like, I bet you anything I could save the face of Big Dogs. It, Jenko tried in uh, 2014 and yeah. just, like, failed miserably. Oh, just failed miserably. Yeah. It wasn't ready. Now, if they, if they were to do that, but they already blew their wad. Yeah, they'd be golden now. You know what I mean? You, yeah. You, 300 bucks for a pair of big jeans? Okay. Because I have my parents' money or yeah, whatever. Yeah, they're clean? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, the founder of Press Juicery buys wow. Big Dogs or, or becomes co-owner. So after taking the position, he began looking through the archives of designs and realized that Big Dogs had become mean, and he wanted to soften the image. He noticed that Big Dogs had the most inclusive sizing of any major brand, and he thought, well, that's a start. Very cool. Let's make every aspect of this company about celebration instead of insults. Worth noting, big dog shirts go up to 6X. Whoa. There's a very specific kind of man that will wear a 6XL big dog shirt. Huge, dude. Yeah. this is. I, mean, I don't think I've ever held one. <laughs> I don't I've, think you I, can. You have I, I, sell, I sell like up to 4X here and there, and I'll sell like three. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like for 4X. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Not that, a, so not that I'm a big dog, that, but yeah, <laughs> you know, a different demographic. But well, yeah, you know, well, we'll see. I, I, maybe once you hit fifty, you'll start making like uh, oh, control so, freak shirts with like TV remote. As soon as it. I get my first gray hair, I'm gonna be like, put whatever you want on these shirts. Big dogs, <laughs> fuck it. Yeah. Uh, also, like a hippie buying big dog is like a gangbanger buying a build a bear. Oh, like, absolutely. It's like, yeah, it's like essentially like the like what the fuck makes are you no doing sense. Here? So Slater hired music industry veteran and ghostwriter E.B. Solace to lead the creative direction. The goal was to reform the brand to be anti-bully. And the new slogan, Go Big, Do Good. They began releasing a new line of shirts with issue-driven positive designs involving themes such as self-care, LGBTQ rights, love for others, and other friendly dog-centric ideals. The change did not translate to sales, though, and soon the company's Instagram went dark and the new graphics vanished from their web store, only to be replaced by old standbys about grilling beer and being (laughs) a big dog. There's they got like, they got fucking burned, dude. Can you imagine the horror on like one of these like old conservative guys' face that's been wearing big dogs forever and he walks in and he's like, Trans rights, what the like they even got big dogs. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. It's like <laughs> what is it? Like, the the tear like slowly like you know strolls down his face. Oh my god. So the brand still exists online and in very select locations in very select gift and apparel shops, and it seems as though big dogs is here to stay in whatever capacity it can manage to. Now, another side note, Big Dogs, they really want everyone to know that by scale, the Big Dog is bigger than Clifford. They make that a point. Really? He's that big? They say that if it was a real dog, like if Clifford was a real dog, the Big Dog is bigger. They want everyone to know that. They also said it's not necessarily a single breed of dog. He's more of an attitude. Really? But he's bigger than Clifford. They know that, Clifford. but they don't. <laughs> Clifford. <laughs> yeah. Bigger than Clifford, not a breed, an attitude. Uh, you know, so now we're going to move on to the second half here. We got 
Big Johnsons, the biggest Johnsons of them all. Now, for every tongue-in-cheek joke that Big Dogs made on their shirts, there are three completely blatant jokes made on Big Johnson tees. And let's put it like this. Big Dogs is like the gateway to Big Johnson, where Big Dogs might be a hit of weed in middle school. Big Johnson is like a fat line of chooch in college. Like, it's the it's definitely the next level up. Oh, yeah. So in 1986, Garrett and Craig Pfeiffer started an apparel printing company in Baltimore, Maryland called GNC Sales. The brothers, just looking to make an extra buck on the side, would produce bootleg shirts for sporting events and merch for local businesses. Heard that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like these guys literally are just like a bootlegging thing. They're not trying to do sure. anything original at all. You know, a local bar needs them to make sure that's what they're doing. Um, now, one of the biggest annual events that they would sell shirts during was the prestigious horse race, the Preakness States. The two were so successful that they ended up starting their own like bigger company called Maryland screen printers, okay. which would house and produce its own stable of brands. So rather than them producing bootlegs themselves, now the companies would come to them. Companies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. They print it for them. They would print Correct. it for them. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. So it was during one fateful preakness that the brothers made shirts for a local chicken joint called big peckers bar and grill. Shut yeah, it's, we, have a, we had a big wangs out here in we Hollywood. had a big wangs. Yes, Rest in peace. Big dicks. Like, I don't know what it is about big dicks that make men hungry, but uh, they, they seem to flock to these fucking places. And so with, again, Big Peckers Bar and Grill that starts, you know, cooking in their head. The innuendo driven design sold like big, juicy, thick hotcakes. And the br- <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use as many puns as I can. Sure, go. Uh, yeah, it, it, like just just for the Big Johnson segment. And so they had their idea to create their own line of fictional product and business shirts under the name Big Johnson. Uh, worth noting that one of the brothers was a tax attorney that quit his job to do this Maryland screen wow. printing co. Uh, that's how successful they were. They were coming. And Johnson comes from the surfboard type and their original designs were like surf based. Um, one of the surf themed shirts, one of the original ones says it's not how you ride the waves. It's the size of your Johnson. Nice. Classic. Yeah. yeah. It's all based that's around blueprint getting right a there. dick jick off. Yeah. It, it's all about getting the dick joke. Uh, if a big Johnson shirt doesn't have a dick joke, it's like a big dog shirt without the dog. Got it. Yeah. I know, it's like some high-concept shit that I needed to break down for Thank you. you. <laughs> yeah. So the formula for the Big Johnson shirt line was completed when a local DJ hired the brothers to print up shirts with a breast-heavy design drawn by Al Via. The brothers Pfeiffer loved it so much that they commissioned Via to create what would become the mascot for Big Johnson, a chick magnet mega nerd named E-Normous Johnson. <laughs> and a star <laughs> was born. <laughs> E. Normus Johnson, Johnson. much like Alfred E. Newman of Mad Magazine, E. Normus Johnson. And it's interesting. I I learned a lot of this from an article on Slate. And Via, the guy that did the design, he was described as an ex-history teacher who was frustrated. They said like an incel. They didn't say like yeah, like they didn't say like frustrated, like sexually. It's like like fed up with his job, so he started pursuing art. Like just like a frustrated ex-history teacher, feverishly drawing giant tits. Does anyone know his penis size? Uh, I'm going to assume it's a big Johnson. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, but he is very talented. I will say that. The designs are very intricate, and what, what it kind of became known for was his ability to draw crowded scenes and have it translate to T-shirts. So many colors in those shirts. Right. So as a as a shirt printer, like how difficult in the early 90s would it be to create like a 16-color shirt? Like insane. There's no digital printing. Like 
those shirts are like fucking insane. However, the wholesale obviously was so much that the more you you print and buy, the the less it goes down. So I'm sure they got them down pretty good. And they printed their <clears> own. I don't remember how much they cost back in the day. I don't know if you have that at all, but I have no, no concept of time when it comes to that. But well, they were also printing up their own shit. You know what I mean? They had their own company, so these yeah, yeah, yeah. All, This is all in house. No, that's them. a good point. Maybe that's why they got away with uh, selling so many color shirts. Yeah, because like they're like full color fucking. They're insane. Shirts. Like they're they're, they're hilarious. They're, to break it down, they're works of art. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's big dogs and then there's Big Johnson. Big okay. dogs art was okay, but not a lot of colors. Big Johnson. Hold the hold the press, man. Yes, yeah. yeah it kind of you know it, it uh, turned the tide. So the first Big Johnson shirt hit retail shelves in nineteen eighty nine, and aside from their booming local popularity, larger national retailers such as Pacific Sunwear began placing large orders for the shirts, and the big Johnsons <laughs> began to grow. Throb even. <laughs> Soon the shirts are being sold in resorts, truck stops, malls, and outlets all over the country and the world. Now, I saved some examples of the slogans that they would have, and we're going to post a ton of these pictures on our Instagram and on our Patreon, like a giant dump of them. But uh, basically, there was one with like Big Johnson Casino that said liquor in the front, poker in the rear. <laughs> Big Johnson Contracting, we won't stop till you're nailed and screwed. Big Johnson Golf. It's easy to reach the hole when you're stroking with the Big Johnson. Uh, there was one with a big Confederate flag on it that said, watch out because the South's going to rise again with like an old Confederate soldier. I, I like saved a that one on my phone because I was like, what's the pun? Yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> just yeah it's, racist. Like, it's just racist. It has a guy with a boner on it. Like, it's just what's racist boner shirt. No racist boner shirt. Yeah. Uh, there's the Big Johnson School of Karate. It's not the color of your belt. It's what's below it that counts. Uh, nice. Big Johnson Fishing Rides. It's easy to reach them in when you got a big Johnson. I think you get the idea. So the early 90s, generally between 92 and 94, was the peak for big Johnson sales. And at their height, they brought in about $14 million Whoa, in a single year. 90s money again. Yeah. Just boners are just selling like fucking hotcakes, like I Damn. said. Now, the bigger the Johnson, the harder they fall. We all know that. So a series of events following their highest grossing year would seemingly undo all of the progress that the Pfeiffer brothers had made with their big Johnson. The first blow to Big Johnson was when <laughs> I, I, just like, I got so fucking just, many of them. Yep, give, but it, it's all—it's the only episode I can like do this this much. It makes sense, uh, you know. <laughs> so the shirts were banned from being sold at Walt Disney World resorts oh. uh, for their lewd designs. But it's like no fucking shit. Where like, would they be selling them? Like, because you know, th there's like the resorts, so it's not necessarily like in the park, but it'd be like, like by the hotels and stuff. Yeah, or like downtown Disney or something. There'd be like a pack sun store and they have a big johnson just sell them all down the street yep well you know that that was the whole thing so walt disney takes them out uh no you know big shocker but the next and most notice notable hit to the company was in 1995 in emmonsburg maryland when a man running a store located at the national fire academy was told to remove big johnson t-shirts from his store the store owner, who was furious to have one of his top-selling products forcibly removed from his shop, filed a federal lawsuit claiming that his First Amendment rights were being infringed upon. Definitely. That's some American shit. Yeah, right there, I, right? I'm, I'm on his side. Fuck yeah. that. Well, and also— What was his store? It, it was it was just like a, a fucking T-shirt store that was in like like on the campus of the Firefighter Academy. So it's uh, like perfect. Yeah, you know what I mean? Whatever. And like in Big Johnson, they made shirts for police and firefighters and all like, you know, we could put it out with the Big Johnson hose. Like, <laughs> you know, they had, like it, it never ends. 
and that's like their main demographic. But yeah, because it was a federal building, they're like, it's not really a good look for us to be selling Big Johnsons as if our government's so squeaky clean, you know. Right? So it's he filed a... this lawsuit. It goes up to the courts. He ends up throwing it out. Uh, yeah, he, the suit was dropped because he was offered more floor space in his in his shop. So they were like, look. We know that you're going to take a hit from not selling Big Johnson anymore, so we'll give you more space to put out the other shit. More big dogs. Less less space for Big Johnson, more space for big dogs is essentially what it boils down to. Uh, and while that wasn't necessarily like the blow directed towards the brand itself, it did set the stage for other retailers to stop carrying the brand. Because once it's gotten to the news that there was a lawsuit and stuff that then got dropped, like other places were like, oh, thank God we can stop fucking carrying these. And, They're like, too it's not, sexy. It's not going to be a big fucking deal. But an unexpected side effect of the shirts being pulled from stores was an increase in popularity. However, that increase in popularity led to an increase in bootlegging that began drastically harming sales figures. And it was discovered that some of the same retailers who carried the shirts were now ordering cheaper bootleg versions from overseas where the Pfeiffer brothers had little control over the situation. I've heard that, man. Yeah. So how often does that shit happen now? It's crazy. Now you can just screenshot something and just go to Teespring or whatever and just like upload your art and bootleg it like. I did the um I did a shirt that said uh I sucked the Mothman's dick in Point Pleasant, West Virginia. <laughs> and uh my buddy like got it in the mail and like posted it on Reddit and by the next day there's like th- maybe 40, 50 sites selling it. Jesus. And, and there's like I can't, I don't what do you do? And that's the internet. Yeah, so it spreads like wildfire, but back then to be ripped off, I mean, it's like it's a whole operation, you know. Oh yeah, I mean, picture we live in Hollywood, like going to the Hollywood Bowl for a show. It's like 20 employees out employees quotation marks (laughs) out out front but 20 dudes on the same team selling the same bootleg shirts like they're full on operations right yeah yeah it's crazy and again this was happening all over the world like for instance brazil and south america like well south america as a whole brazil specifically were the biggest consumers and and manufacturers of bootleg big johnson shirts big brazilian johnson's They M- lo- mind blowing. <laughs> yeah. Like that's just like a weird like what was it about them that like catered to the the people down there? Maybe they I have bigger know. Johnsons. I'd have to ask a Brazilian. Yeah. Yeah, maybe they have bigger Johnsons. I don't know. By 2001, the company had virtually ceased to exist. Big chain retailers like Hot Topic and Spencer's Gifts killed the novelty mom and pop stores that were the lifeblood surging through the big blue vein of Big Johnson. Yeah. They, they, had, <laughs> they had also failed to acquire the international copyright of their brand and they were unable to match or compete with the knockoff market. Craig Pfeiffer eventually sold his share of his company to his brother Garrett, and that was that. Maryland screen printers are still a major player, though, in apparel production, with one of their biggest clients being the MLB. Oh. Yeah. Damn. So under that company, they still produce Big Johnson shirts, but their availability is extremely limited and regional. Uh, But the Big Johnsons are still out there if you're willing to look for them. New Hampshire. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just saw one. Like anywhere where you think people would wear a Big Johnson shirt, they are. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Same with Big Dogs. It's just how it is. But it's also... Again, worth noting that Craig, the brother that sold his share, he has a gigantic portrait of enormous Johnson in tile on the bottom of his pool. Really? Yeah. Have you seen those pictures? I didn't see the picture. He's he said it in an interview. He's like, you know, because like I have daughters now that are like, this is an interview that came out maybe four or five years ago, and he's like, yeah, I don't wear them. Like I have some. I have daughters now that are fourteen and seventeen, and like it might not be becoming for me to be rocking like you know same get screwed. Hu- by still Big in the Johnson. same house though. 
Yeah, same house. So there's Dude, enormous gotta, Johnson in the pool. We gotta email him. We gotta be like, let me get one picture of that pool. Dude, we gotta drain it and skate it. Is what we gotta Hell do. Yeah, dude. You yeah. fucking kiss the rail on his boner. <laughs> the big Johnson, baby. <laughs> so, what does it all mean? I guess it means that tacky jokes are always gonna be there, and that's just okay. There aren't any big underlying societal implications or meanings behind wearing these shirts. They're for guys who don't necessarily care to make an impression on their own and would rather rely on a snarky dog pun or dick joke to let the world know who they are. And that's just fine because if you see someone who lets a big dog's or big Johnson shirt speak for them, you will know not to speak to them. (laughs) (laughs) So it's kind of like a nice, uh, a a nice red flag. Yeah. It's a nice red. It's a, it's a six L dog printed red flag. (laughs) The biggest red flag you'll ever see in your fucking life. Yeah. Also the biggest Johnson. So that being said, Eric, why don't you go ahead and, uh, and plug your stuff. I know you guys got your, your, your own podcast now going your brand, but where did we find all that? Um, so I have a podcast called stay in school. On Instagram, it is Stay in School Podcast. It's uh, me and my fiance and wife, my wife, in yeah. one month, <laughs> uh, Rebecca, and my one of my best friends, James. Uh, we have a podcast, and then I make uh, Big Johnson slash uh, Big Dog style T-shirts on Instagram at Meth the Drug, uh, <laughs> Syndicate dot com, uh, in the vein of. Uh, Mostly just dick jokes, Big Johnson jokes. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's uh, it's more tasteful, I would <laughs> say. Somehow. <laughs> so, so, somehow. So, as always, folks, for exclusive Podcast 99 and Culture Dumps content, sign up to patreon.com slash culture dumps. If you have a suggestion for a dump, send it on over to culturedumps at gmail.com or on Instagram at culture dumps. I'm Ryan Lichten. I've been joined by Eric D. of Meth Syndicate. Yay. And uh, keep on dumping. We're going to a wrestling match right now, right? Yeah, we're going to go see uh, some death match, so got to go. Go. <laughs> <laughs>